We are here with the legend, Anish Chopra. How are you, sir? An honor to be with you, uh, Unity. I'm so proud of you. Before we get started, we just have to thank you from Startup Health because if it wasn't for you and others around you, uh, in 2011, when we launched Startup Health, uh, we wouldn't be where we are. So thank you uh, for really helping us get going from when we were nothing. So This is the easiest thanks in the world because I am more thankful of you because you had come together with this unbelievable story about how we can catalyze the ecosystem. It was the easiest thing to rally behind and to see what you've accomplished over the last several years. It's just blown away all expectations. So congratulations to you and the team. Thank you so much. Um, what is your take on where the ecosystem is today? I mean, we're, we're a few years into yeah. sort of what I've been calling phase one of, of where we are, but That's there's right. just extraordinary progress been made. Yeah. Um, you guys were starting out with, with Help Data Palooza and yeah. open APIs and yeah. really opening things up. Yeah. Data liberation. Where are we today? So uh, let's walk through that so we get a perspective on yeah. it. On the high level, of course, I'm going to say we're great in some areas and we're weak in others. But let's just kind of take an inventory of the assets and liabilities. We have digitized the core electronic foundation of medicine at a pace that I think even the naysayers would say is exceeding expectations. Almost every hospital is wired. Physicians are on their path to being fully enabled. We've seen the meaningful use deployments uh, take hold. So on the asset side, we now have manila folders replaced with digital infrastructure, point number one. Uh, liability. Uh, we haven't finished the job on standardizing how that information should flow. So there's a frustration that both doctors have become uh, documentation specialists and data entry clerks, and that is part of the usability challenge. Another challenge is that the information when it's in isn't really connected to the places where it might be useful. And so we've got work to be done. So on the liability side, it's a digital asset, but it's a digital island right. and not so much an internet node uh, connected ecosystem. But we've also made great progress in payment reform and changing the way the healthcare delivery system itself will organize. Here, it probably, we overestimated how fast we would be in terms of changing the culture of healthcare to look at populations as opposed to one patient at a time. But we're very much in a position of strength, especially as you look at where we are on a bipartisan basis to move the country towards value-based care. Mm. So on the asset side, we have a phenomenal tailwind on what we need to do to get the incentives right so people can do the kind of medicine that they've always wanted to do but weren't incentivized financially to do. And so that's coming, right. and the IT will follow. The other piece is massive amounts of capital are flowing into the system. Much of it will likely have difficulty sort of scaling, but on the par, there's billions of dollars capitals coming are, in. Capital is flowing, perhaps ex ex uh, anticipating faster traction in areas like population health that probably underperformed in terms of actual demand for those services. So there's going to be a bit of a shakeout in the industry. But what will emerge on the other end, I think, will be a very strong technical foundation for the future of healthcare delivery. And that, I think, is very exciting. And there's almost a, a new generation of entrepreneurs, yes. doctorpreneurs, all learning for the first time as they're creating this new future. So yes. I think even if some of these companies aren't successful on their first try, maybe on their second try, and we saw that during the, the 1.0 internet yes. era, so I, I think there's a lot to learn there. Um, we're seeing thousands of entrepreneurs and innovators come into this sector. Which is nothing but great. That's just extraordinary because it wasn't like that. Yeah, but the, the under story, undertold story, is that the marginal effort they have to 
uh, engage on to deliver their product is shrinking. Mm -hmm. So if you're a startup in the general internet economy, you can spin up AWS, you can use all these other openly available tools, you can have a go-to-market with a product relatively quickly, so it didn't take a lot of capital to test your hypothesis. Right. This is the whole lean startup movement, right? right. In healthcare, you might have had an idea to give patients uh, better decision support to navigate the care delivery system, but to execute that, you'd have to have all this underlying technology and contracts and pro plumbing, which was super expensive and very capital uh, intensive, resource intensive, and it would meant that your, your ability to test that uh, hypothesis would be very, very difficult. That is shrinking. And the good news is all those entrepreneurs now, even if they fail, are failing faster, right. which requires less capital, so they can then deploy their brain power and the learning into the next idea. So that should make us much more capital efficient going forward. Another thing we're starting to see more of is industry start to work with earlier stage startups and right? entrepreneurs. That yeah. wasn't always the case. And you were a catalyst for we this. Were, well, thanks to, to no. this whole ecosystem You've coming together. you created the conditions for them to it, do it. it. It just, you know, Back a few years ago, you couldn't even get in the front door of some of these organizations. What both do entrepreneurs need to be doing for where we are today, and what does industry need to be doing more of? So here's the, both parties are debating on the future of the healthcare delivery system. So in my humble view, I would find the care delivery system leaders who are embracing value-based care, acknowledging that there'll be some turbulence in the short run, until we make it over some proverbial hump when that's going to be the core operating system for healthcare. And if I'm an entrepreneur, I'd want to seek those people out to listen to what their challenges are and what they anticipate those challenges to be and meet them where they are needed. And, and the ability to matchmake, and that's one of the benefits of, of startup health, you're helping to fit, weed out organizations that see that part of the future and want to connect to entrepreneurs who can help them navigate this short-term turbulence and prepare for that future. Right now, we've got otherwise mixed incentives. If I'm a healthcare delivery system and I were to say, what is the most important thing that I need? I need documentation support for billing improvement. Mm -hmm. That's going to have the highest short-term return on investment. May not have a lick of improvement in patient care, but it improves their reimbursement, might even improve some other metrics that they're being measured against. And that's interesting, but not solving fundamental problems in the delivery system. So if you just so told me to solve that problem, mm. I'd, I'd make money at it, but I don't know if I'd really fundamentally change the path of patient care. Whereas those who say, no, 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 let me tell you the problems I want you to help me solve, for which I don't really get a lot of economic benefit from today, but I anticipate that benefit in the future, you identifying both sides of that equation would be the greatest gift to the, to the current uh, ecosystem. Mm. Find those folks who are kind of uh, value-based care ready and the uh, entrepreneurs who wish to serve them. That'd be a phenomenal service. So we're seeing um, two innovation paths almost in parallel. There's... there's companies focusing on what we call incremental innovation, yeah. solving some of these very important challenges mm -hmm. that can serve the market needs now. today. And then there's another track of what I call leap forward, leapfrog innovation, yeah. Yeah. which I think is also exciting and extraordinary. It is. I don't know if you have thoughts on that yeah. and, and if they're both needed. And, and For sure they're both needed. And I'll tell you how I deal with this myself. So uh, I have aspirations for a leapfrog idea. The leapfrog idea is that we're going to have a marketplace of health information fiduciaries. Hmm. So right now, the way you enroll in value-based care is a bit paternalistic. Your doctor has to sign a contract with a plan who's willing to offer it. So 
if you happen to be a patient who has the benefit of those two pieces in place, you're gonna get value-based care. Well, what if I, as a patient, wanna have value-based care without knowing whether my doctor or my hospital is involved? Well, one thing I could do, imagine, is I could have all of my health information organized in a manner by what I call a health information fiduciary, a fidelity, if you will, who can take my information and say, you know what, given who your doctor is and who your, your hospitals are and where you get care, keep them, but here's how we would route you more effectively through the system to make sure you're getting the right care in the right setting at the right time. That routing engine, to me, is a leapfrog or a disruptive because it's not being told to me by my doctor or my health system, but rather by my call it my guardian angel that sits on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. um, you might learn about this through the Commonwealth Fund's work around the digital health advisor, which is sort of a call to action to create more and more of those types of services, tech-enabled services. But then on the incremental side, uh, where I work today in Care Journey uh, mm -hmm. and the services that we make available to Medicare uh, ACOs predominantly, uh, a lot of the ACOs want to understand if they were operating from the patient's standpoint, tell us what you'd be giving advice to them about so that we can better coordinate their care and support them. So there's an incremental opportunity in the organizations that want to embrace that future while there's the chance to leapfrog by going hmm. right through it into the consumer model. So I hope both markets succeed, right. but I definitely see an opportunity to kind of build incremental while pursuing the longer term vision. What are you most excited about? Um, in Open health, APIs. In, well, yeah, and you know, thanks to that movement you guys started, I mean, it's, it's exciting to see where we are today. And it, for some, it seems yeah. like it's been a few years, but it's really just been a blink of you know, time almost. Yeah, look, to me, uh, the internet works at the touch of a button. I can connect my Spotify playlist to Songkick, and it can alert me whenever a band I like, or my wife likes, is coming to town. And that's a delightful service. I didn't have to go through some big data use agreement, some complicated custom interfacing engine. It was an offer, I connected, I authorized the service, and it works. Hmm. And to some degree, we lack that simple connectivity in making sure our health information is organized in that same manner. So while I might appreciate a doctor as my Spotify that has all the services that I need to get my care, I like that ability to bring Songkick into the equation who can say, inform me, by the way, Anish, you might want to have this uh, service come in because people that look like you have benefited from this type of diabetes prevention program, which may not have been told to you by your doctor, but is available to you through your Medicare benefit. So I think this idea of open, uh, easily accessible APIs so that patients can connect apps of their choices to their health data is the part that I'm so excited about because we regulated it, the vendors are shipping it, and we're just in calendar year 2018 likely to reap the benefits of it right. and to see what the potential might mean for a connected healthcare delivery system. There's an open position at HHS. <laughs> Can we get you in there somehow? You open? I, I will say, uh, while I'm on the resist movement on a lot of the areas where President Trump has done things that perhaps uh, might not be in the spirit of where we think the country could go, on his healthcare IT and the leadership he has in tech innovation more generally, I am so proud that they've chosen to depoliticize and to continue and build upon the work. And the team is phenomenal. I'm proud of the ONC that he's in, uh, commissioned. I'm proud of the CTO network that's growing across the agencies, including HHS. And thankfully, we see a great deal of uh, collaboration hmm. in, in pursuit. Now, 
the broader political agenda sure. and what's happening in Charlottesville and all the rest, it's difficult. But I'm very bullish on this team getting the plumbing right and to build on that progress. Just want to thank you again for all your leadership and all you've done for the startup community and for Startup Health. So thank you so much for, for everything. Unity, a pleasure. Thanks, man. Thank you.